So I want you to help me welcome Pastor Anthony and Pastor Katrina as they come and just open it up and lead us to our next moment. Hey, thank you guys. So we have uh, one announcement for youth, if you're a parent of one of the youth in here. Uh, next Friday night, we're gonna be having uh, end of summer luau, and it's gonna be at Lake Luciola, Laceola Clubhouse. You can drop off here at five o'clock, or you can drop off at the clubhouse in Cleveland at six o'clock, whichever one works better for you. Um, there's no charge for the event. We'll be eating there as well. And... Uh, should last till about eight o'clock. So eight o'clock pick up at the clubhouse. Nine o'clock pick up here. And anything else? Yeah, just scan the code to sign up, and all the information will be on there too. So, okay. all right. So, y'all, y'all be so proud of our, our young people. I mean, y'all should be so proud of yourselves because y'all helped raise them. Y'all did raise them. You see, y'all should be so proud of yourself because I'm telling you, they did amazing on this trip. I mean, just in every single way possible. They, they were just completely amazing. A lot of people have come up to me and, because I went in April as well, and they, they said, which one was better? And it's like, that's not fair because <laughs> the young people, they're my people, you know, and I'm so proud of them. And, um, and so it was, it, but what was so cool, though, and I told somebody this the other day, I said, you know, they're, I'm particularly fond of the young people, so it's like, of course I'm going to say that trip was better, this trip we just went on was better, but what was so cool about it is that I did get to go in April, and I got to see the adults operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, and then when I go back with the young people, I see the young people work in the same power that the adults worked in. <laughs> like holding nothing back. And I think that's what was so cool to me is that they held nothing back. They, they went out there and they loved with gentleness and they prayed like fierce lions. So they didn't hold anything back. They went all in in everything that they did. And it was just completely amazing to see. And so uh, at one point, uh, I stepped back and I'm like, wow, and I'm gonna tell you, I had high expectations for them because I, I knew what they were capable of. God's already told me what they were capable of, and Pastor Katrina too. And so we had high expectations. And when I sat there and I watched them, it completely blew my expectations out of the water. I mean, they, were, they just did so much more. And so I asked the Lord, I was like, Lord, how is this possible? <laughs> they're, they're, they're teenagers. And he, he reminded me, he said, he reminded me of Acts 4.31, and it says, when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God boldly. So a few months ago, God kind of came into the youth room back there after service and he just stayed and the students also stayed and they just started praying. And they pray every Wednesday night till nine o'clock. We had to kind of find a cutoff time that was suitable for you know teenagers. So we pray every night, however long that may be. It may be five minutes, maybe 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes. However long that is, we stay and we pray until nine o'clock. And God told me, he said, because they prayed, they're able to walk in this power. Because they prayed. And so, and it's not just the, 
And here's the cool part, though. It's not just the students that went with us to Honduras. It's the other ones that stay and pray, too. They all had a part in it. You guys had a part in it. Everybody that stays and they pray, everybody has a part in seeing those students walk in that kind of power and authority because they prayed. So, I just wanna say before we get ready, before they get ready to share these testimonies, I don't want you guys to look at this as just another testimony service of, oh, we're gonna be excited to hear the things that happen in Honduras, but instead, let this be activation um, for you guys as well and for you students as well. Um, the Lord showed me, and we've been hearing Pastor Todd since February say that the Lord said that he was gonna shake this place. And the Lord showed me when we came back um, a soda can and what happens when a soda can is just shaken up, you know, explodes everywhere. And this revival, these, these things that we've been encountering, these things that we see in the water, how God's moving, how the Lord is moving over and over again. Some of us have just become pregnant or almost, I don't want to say stagnant, but just full of these things, and I truly believe the shaking that's happening is contents under pressure, so we can explode that out and pour over. And so let this be an activation. Let this be an activation moment for each of you. Maybe you've been feeling a little unsettled. What do I do? Maybe you don't serve in the water. This is not just for this house. Take these testimonies. Take the students' testimonies and let this activate you. Don't let this pass by as another night that you just feel, oh, wow, that was nice to hear what they did in Honduras. We just speak that this night is an activation night. So, awesome. so good. So good. So I guess when I look back on the trip, like what did I see? I, I seen a lot. I seen these students like in a moment's notice get up and give their testimonies with boldness and courage. Because we told all of them, you know, before we left, you know, be prepared to give your testimony. But we didn't tell them who was gonna give their testimony. And so we'd be on our way to a school and say, hey, you're up. Just like that. And not one time did not one of them say, no, not me, I'm not doing it. They all said, okay. Immediately, they said, okay. And then they went out with boldness and gave their testimonies and just people were broken everywhere and just giving their lives to the Lord. And it was just amazing to watch that. So that was one thing. And then I know a couple of people last Sunday had uh, talked about when we went to the fair and the rain started coming. Well, guys, we had spent so much time in preparation for this fair night. I mean, we had the other outside ministry events as well, but it all stemmed around this fair night. Going to the schools, we went there to tell them to come to the fair, you know? So, so we go and the rain starts coming down. Everybody in this field scatters and looks for cover. Everybody but our students who get in a circle and start throwing down praying in their prayer language, praying out loud, not moving. So yeah, we, we, then we, we, we had to force them to get on the bus. We're like, hey guys, get on the bus. It's raining. So, but they stayed out there. They, they, they would not let no be an answer. They fought through it. And then same thing with the fair night. It stops raining. We get out, they give their testimonies. 
people all over the place raising their hands for salvation, for healing, you know, whatever. And we had told them all leading up, now when we go to the fair, it's not a safe place. It's not a safe place. You stay with us. You stay with your group. You do not walk away. Is that clear? There's zero tolerance. So we told them that all leading up. On the day of, we told them that morning, communion time, we said, do not leave your group today. There is a zero tolerance on this. We will send you home if you, we, you do not do that. And so... Because of all the chaos with the rain and everything, um, we had planned on being at the front of the stage and just all being lined up and, and being in line orderly so everybody's safe. Well, that didn't really work out. So we, we had the salvation call and the call for prayer and all these people raised their hands and without fear, these students like, we're doing this. And they just scattered and started laying hands on everybody they could find. Y'all, I'm telling you, it was amazing. It was amazing. I, at the time, am going, oh, gosh, <laughs> where's everybody at? But I just look back, and they're just all laying hands on everybody, just laying hands, praying for people, and people are weeping, giving their lives to the Lord, you know, being healed. It was just completely amazing. So, but that's enough for me. Um, so if we're going to call up our first person tonight, and this person is one of our youth leaders, and we are particularly fond of him as well, and he just loves unconditionally and loves with such compassion. And Alec, if you'll come up and give your story. Well, the last time we were testifying, I unknowingly went up, and I was not supposed to go up. So thankfully, I'm in the right place today. Um, no, I mean, just as a youth leader, it was just so humbling and so amazing to see every single one of the students just do exactly what Pastor Anthony just said, just lay their hands out, praying, just this is what we're here for kind of thing. And they were fully prepared and ready. And so that touched my heart. And I've only been a youth leader for probably like a year. So it's amazing to see that because I didn't grow up seeing that in a youth. And so it was amazing. Um, one of the things that touched my heart the most was one of the days we went out evangelizing, uh, just going out through the streets, going into people's homes. And um, there was this one particular person who uh, was 19 years old, and he was having super bad kidney pain. And his mom was actually out with us evangelizing, so she was a part of the church, and she was out there praying for people, laying hands on people too. And um, she said she needed prayer for her son, so we all went and we uh, went to the home, and we started praying for him. And me and David Bradley um, were praying for him. And um, it was a beautiful moment because we just knew, like, we're not going to leave until he gets up and walks. You know, like, we're going to stay until it, the, the night comes. We're going to stay until he's healed and he's ready to, you know, be good and everything like that. And so um, we asked him, um, you know, do you know Jesus? Is he in your heart? Do, you know, do you live for him? And he said no. And so immediately, I get reminded of me and my mom. You know, that was me. My mom was the one in church. My mom was the one praising and living for God, but I wasn't. And I had no desire to. This is the same thing that he was dealing with. And so I immediately knew testimony. We're going. We're good. We've got him. And so um, he starts rattling off things of why he's not worthy to be saved. And I'm just going, I've done all that. <laughs> And then some. So, um, 
I just told him, I said, I've done that too. I've done that too. I've done a little bit more than that than you have. And um, I can't name some of the stuff, but he was me, the he was the Honduran me, basically. And I was supposed to be there for that one guy. I have no doubt in my mind. And I wouldn't have known what to do if I didn't go through Caneo. So y'all, that's my, that's my Caneo plug. Um, and another thing, Joni sings about how God prepares our hands for battle and our fingers for, uh, for war. And he sends us his sword, but he also sends us a program to learn how to use it. And that's Caneo. So y'all do it. Y'all take it. Stop. Y'all just do it, you know. I'm tired of telling y'all. Y'all do it. My goodness. Y'all tell other people to do it. Just go out in the market, you know, just being like, hey, have you heard about this? This is called Caneo. It'll change your life. It'll save others' lives. So y'all do it. Anyway, um, that young man, um, he got healed. He, he got up and walked. No pain left in his body. And, um, I mean, it's just, you don't see this in every church. So you guys are blessed. You don't understand, like, we're the minority in the church body. We, we don't see that a lot. And so um, being able to see a 19-year-old guy lay his hands on another 19-year-old guy and he get healed from kidney pain, get up and walk, and then later on receive the Lord, repent from everything that he did, and get delivered. I mean, that, that is just like, it's something that's life-changing. You don't see something like that every single day. And that boy now has a relationship with his mother. He now has a relationship with God, and he now is living for Jesus. He's received the Holy Spirit, and that's just what touched my life. So that's my part of the testimony. Um, all the other students are going to do way better than I did right there. But anyway, love you guys. And yeah, I think Yasmin. <laughs> All right. So next up we have Yasmin. So Yasmin, we asked her to speak at two schools because first time she brought fire down. So with all of us, she needs to do that again. So I'll let her tell her story. Um, I really don't know where to start because there was just so much that touched my heart when I was down there. But when I was talking at the first school, I believe, there was a girl in blue. She was, like, standing off to the side, and my eyes just kept, like, drawing towards her. But I just kept ignoring it, and I was like, whatever. <laughs> so I was, like, talking, and I just kept talking, and she just started crying, like, as I was telling my testimony. And when I was done... I was like walking and I just kept walking past her and kept walking past her because I was like, she could be crying about anything. And even though in my heart I knew that I should have gone to her, I was just so scared and I, I just couldn't. Um, so then Ben, Lever, and John were like, that girl right there. Like they just kept telling me and I was like, okay, I'll go. <laughs> so I eventually went over to her and she actually spoke English and I was like praying for her and I just like put my hand on her back and she just like broke even more and she just put her hands in her face and she just started like weeping and John was like hug her and so I did and she just like sat like laid her head on my chest and when she did that something in her heart changed and what changed in her heart changed mine and it was just so like powerful and I it was just changed my life. <laughs> And that's just what was the takeaway my whole trip. So, yeah. Awesome. So, at one of the schools Yasmin spoke 
spoke at, the, uh, the director, he came in and he said, y'all have 40 minutes and y'all got to get out. And so we're like, yeah, okay, well, let's go. we'll, we'll, we'll try. <laughs> and so uh, one of the schools she spoke at, uh, we, we did, we, we gave her testimonies and the kids were weeping. We got to pray for a bunch of kids and all that. And, and then the director, principal, you know, if you will, he, he called Juan Carlos and said, I don't know what y'all are talking about exactly. I'm not a Christian, but I need to find out more. Yeah, so, I mean, if we're getting, like, the principal getting saved, the school's going to change, the kids are going to change, their homes are going to change, it's just going to keep going, so, so good. So next up, we have Joseph. Joseph, when we were on the bus waiting on the rain, he got up and threw fire under all of us. Yeah. So, whenever I went, I hadn't really done anything like that, any big trips, like that or anything for a Christian. I've been on like vacations. And the first few days go by and I didn't really feel like the Lord was working through me. And so of course the devil tries to whisper into my ear, you're not meant to be here. The Lord didn't want you here. You're not supposed to be here. You're not doing anything. You're not being useful. And I just ever so slightly started to believe it. And then the Lord whispered to me, you don't know how much the little things matter. And just... I started thinking about how they would react whenever you'd pray for them and how they would break. And it really made me realize you praying for someone in a different language, you're in English there and they only speak Spanish. The spirit has no language barrier. The, the spirit's gonna move no matter what language you are. And that really just impacted me. But that, that was just a small thing. Whenever we were on the bus, I had, here, I, I wrote down the scripture. One of the accounts was Luke 8, through 25. And it was about how Jesus calmed the storm. Well, we're on the bus and it's storming outside. And the Lord gives me that story in John 14, 12, which is, you can do the same works as me and greater. And so that was whenever the whole entire, that's what I'm meant to be for, here for hit me. And so I gave that word. And we were kind of goofing around at first. And then Mr. Brian came to the back of the bus and yelled at us for goofing around. <laughs> we love you, Mr. Brian. We love you. And so I gave that word. And it really just hit me like that was why I was here. And the Lord just used me. So if you're ever there thinking about how you're not doing anything and how the Lord's not using you, one, the little things matter, and two, he might just be saving it for a little bit later. So don't give up that hope. I'm telling you, these, these students, they're another level. <laughs> so they are another level. So, y'all, when we say it was raining, it wasn't sprinkling a little bit. It was, it was a downpour. Like, I had my phone in my front pocket. In Honduras, you have to keep your phone in your front pocket. And I was like, my phone is going to, like, short out. It's, I mean, it was raining hard, hard. So, um, where's she going? All right, Katrina, you ready? Sorry. 
little confusion there. My bad. So the next person is Emma Rockle. I asked her, like, I'm talking about on a moment's notice, and she stood up, and she's like, what am I going to say? I said, you're going to bring hope, and we actually had a whole lineup of people. She's not going to tell you all this. I'm going to tell you. We actually had a whole line of people, like two or three more people after her, and after she got done speaking, Holy Spirit fell right then, and we didn't even have time for the other people, so. Yeah, when they asked me to get in the back of the truck, I had, like, no clue that anybody was supposed to go next, and... Um, I really hadn't like shared my testimony before to a crowd, just kind of one-on-one conversations. Um, So I shared my testimony, which of course led into sharing my mom's testimony. And I don't speak a lick of Spanish, but I can tell that they're like agreeing with me. They're nodding. They're like verbally agreeing like, yes. Um, So I knew that they were resonating with everything I was saying. Um, And so I told them that um, my mom being healed of cancer revealed to me how much God loved me and that it revealed how much he loved them because my mom was healthy and whole in Georgia watching my kids so I could be there in the back of a truck telling Jesus that he loves them and hasn't forgot about them. And then I told them that same healing belongs to them and Jesus wants to heal them and asked if anybody wanted healing and everybody's hands went up and Maddie was like, they all want prayer, get down. (laughs) Um, So uh, lots of people were healed there at the dump, you guys. I mean, there was people that lived at the dump or would go there every day to find stuff that they could sell or to find stuff that they needed to live. Um, and this one little girl that impacted me, and I won't be able to talk about it without crying, but um, she was two years old wearing a pink little fluffy dress with little curls and brown eyes and looked so much like Rainy. Um, and her mom wanted me to pray for her because she had chronic diarrhea. And I was like, well, of course, her stomach is messed up. They're going to a dump every day. This little two-year-old is just trucking through a dump. Um, And I've never felt like I was an ungrateful person, but in that moment, it was um, the most gratitude I have ever felt that my kids have clean food every day and clean water and access to healthcare. Um, And so that was really, really impactful to me. Um, And then another thing that I wanna share really for the parents, because I wish y'all could have seen your kids, like, I'm, I'm a mom, but my kids are little, but like my mama bear heart exploded for these kids on the fair night. Um, there was like some characters kind of walking around circling the girls and, you know, we had been warned the whole time, like it's going to be dangerous, you know, fairs in coming Georgia are sketchy, but fairs in Honduras are even worse. <laughs> um, So uh, one of the guys, I think it was Jonathan Ryan, first kind of noticed what was going on, that there was this group of guys kind of circling the girls. And gradually, one by one, these young men, like, caught on, really without any communication. And, I mean, little Joseph and Walker, they, like, buck up. Like, they circle. They make a circle around the women. And it was like watching these boys grow up in an instant and step into the godly role that God has for them. (laughs) Yeah. 
And then what I really didn't even realize, like that, I loved that then for the guys. Um, I was like, wow, they just like really turned into men. And it was so pure and so honoring. Um, But what I realized just praying about what I was gonna say on the way home was that for the girls, our culture and our generation is so gung-ho on like, we are equal to men and we can do anything that men can do and it completely negates the God-given strengths that he's given women and men. And those girls honored it. They submitted and they stood in the circle and none of them pitched a fit. So, (laughs) yeah. So y'all would be really, really proud of your girls and your boys because they turned into godly men and women that are going to flip their generation around. Oh, and I got one more thing. Sorry, I got one more thing in prayer. Um, So this is is really for the students, but it's um, Luke 10, 17. And it's the 70 return with joy. And I heard today that the 70 returning with joy is this group of students that went to Honduras. And it says, the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions over all power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, but that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And I think that's what Jesus saw with these students in Honduras. That was amazing, though. What she said was 100 true. It was so amazing, and the cool thing, the cool thing too with that is that you know that these boys they didn't, you know, teenagers sometimes you know they got big mouths, you know, and it's good. That's a good thing, but they they didn't do that. They they just walked in authority and said this is where this is where we're going to stand. This is where it's going to go. So it was awesome. It was awesome. Um, so we have one more, and this young man went down there and just completely just brought Jesus everywhere he went with authority and power. So, David Bradley. All right, so Alec kind of took my story, but it's okay. I'll tell my perspective. Uh, but yeah, um, so the most, or the uh, biggest thing that impacted me the most was definitely when we went out onto the streets, and um, I, I get emotional just thinking about it. Oh. So um, actually, one of the houses that we visited um, right before the 19-year-old man, um, we were, there was like these four houses all connected and we were in like the middle where they were hanging all their clothes. And, um, this, uh, this guy, uh, had said that he had broken his ankle a while ago and whenever he would walk, it would swell up. And so he asked for prayer for that. And, um, I started praying over it 
And Alec, my eyes were closed, but Alec said he visually saw it shrink right in front of his eyes. And um, it was just powerful. Everything we saw on this trip was just powerful. And um, so, yeah, on the last, the last house we visited, um, it was actually one of the ladies that was on our team and on one of the, in the church in Honduras um, who was just walking around with us, praying over people. And um, she asked for prayer for her son. And so, of course, we, um, we make the trek over there. And uh, so all, we knew, or all I knew was that he had severe kidney pain. And as we walk in, he is screaming and just in so much pain, face down on, on the couch. It's, in, it's this tiny room, and, and we're all crowded in there. And he's just face down on this couch, screaming, holding, holding, his, holding his side. And, uh, and yeah, we all huddle around him and start praying over him. And it just seemed to intensify. And right away we knew that it wasn't just kidney pain. That there was something deeper. There was something deeper. And so we're praying over him. And um, he, he, we, we pray over him and he said, there's no difference. And so that did not bother us whatsoever. All that did was encourage us. And so we pray for him again. And he immediately tells us, he said, uh, he feels fire. He said, it burns on his side. And right after that is when he sat up. He did one of these. And he goes, the pain's gone. Amen. Amen. so like Alec was explaining, um, there was so much more and, um, that he had to confess to us and just, just get off of his chest, you know, and just ask for forgiveness. And as he's doing that, it was, it was pretty, um, just some of it was disturbing to be honest, <laughs> but we, we, I, I never felt scared. And I, I walked in authority, and I knew that he was going to be healed and free from everything, everything in his life, the drugs, the alcohol, everything. And so as he's confessing, he's, he's I don't want to get into detail, but he's just spitting at our feet. He's, he's pretty much throwing up at our feet. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm one that I don't, I don't really like that stuff. Like, I don't like... <laughs> Don't know for anything like that or seeing it. Um, <laughs> but I was never bothered in that moment. I knew that we were there for a reason, and he was the reason. And um, no, nothing was going to hold us back. And so, so yeah, he, um, I said, yeah, I'm trying to get my thoughts together. There was so much that happened. But, um, but yeah, we were in there for about an hour just ministering to him. And he, he would ask us, like Alex said, why? Why would God want me? I'm one of the worst in the streets. I'm, I'm one of the worst here. He said, why, why would God accept me into his kingdom? And so Alex starts to tell him, like, no matter what you've done, when you accept him into your life, all that is, it's clean. It's a clean slate. You're free from all of it. Amen. So yeah, that really had an impact on my life and just my heart 
and I came back very grateful for everything that we experienced on this trip. And um, I'm just thankful for all the leaders that led us and led us well. So thank you. All right, so like Pastor Katrina said, like don't let this just be just another testimony night because these students are out there getting after it. What are you doing? So I'm just gonna just throw that out there. What are you doing? So, um, so yeah, just don't let this just be another testimony night. Continue pressing into him. Continue. Pastor Karen's gonna come up in just a minute. Um, Continue to press into him and learn his word and learn about the authority that these students have been walking in, learning about the blood covenant that, that they've been, that they know about and that they've been learning about and, and walking in that, that power that he's given us. So um, can I get my Kaneo plug? Yeah, so I went through Kaneo a long time ago, uh, year one and two, and it, you know, a lot of people go around, they say things like, oh, things changed, that changed my life, and that changed my life. I don't say that. Uh, Caneo did change my life, though. It took my life, and it turned it completely upside down in a really good way. And everything turned around for me at that point. And I remember, if I can just be really transparent and honest with you, I remember one day prior to that, I saw Pastor Todd back in the hallway, and I was like, Pastor Todd, I got some questions about, you know, sermons and things like that. And he talked to me for a minute, and he looked at me, and he said, have you signed up for Kanea? And I said, you see, he don't even remember this. And I said, no. He goes, how about you sign up for Kanea? And I was like, what are you talking about? And so, so I did, I, I, I signed up and I went through and it completely changed my life. It changed everything about how I read this word. It changed everything about how I study the word. It changed everything about what I know about the Lord. Um, if you haven't signed up for Kaneo 2, Kaneo 2s were really everything got kind of weird for me, but it's because I started reading through the Old Testament and found out that God doesn't hate us, he actually loves us. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so if you haven't signed up for Kaneo, like that's what we teach back in youth the best we can. I hope we make Pastor Karen's job really hard because she's going to have to go deeper than what hopefully we've already been. That's my goal in life is to make Pastor Karen's job hard for these when these students come into our class. So in a good way, I mean not in a good way, but if y'all would just give it up for Pastor Karen and she has a little bit more information. Such a good job, my goodness. Give a hand to our young people and those leaders. What a team, right? So good. So proud of you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, I just want to uh, just mention a couple of things here, then I'm going to turn it back over to Pastor Todd, and he's going to close out for us. But one thing I want to mention is Todd and I have this conversation a lot because as ministers, we watch it, we see it, and that is, you know, we've always got a concern in our heart and mind for where the church go in the future when we're not on this planet anymore. Amen? We're in heaven looking over the portal, who's leading? Who's going to lead? And, and, and it wasn't too very long ago that I told him, I said, Todd, the Lord's got to call some young people to preach and to minister into the mission field and to be teachers, okay? And when we, I know y'all won't believe this, but when we were in high school, it was in the 80s, okay? 
in high school. And it just seemed like the high school that he was in and the high school that I was in, he was going to high school in Alabama. I was in the high school. I was at Duluth High School in Gwinnett County. That the Lord was calling our friends left and right into ministry. So when we were growing up in high school, it was nothing for so many kids to be going into ministry, especially at Todd's high school, because when Todd Smith got saved, he'll never tell you this, just about the whole football team got saved. And I'm telling you, they took over Pleasant Grove High School, and they took over the city, and they were challenging parents to get born again. And so it was nothing to have 10 or 20 football players called into ministry and preaching tent revivals and the whole thing. And so I just praise God tonight that our young people have been on a mission trip, and they're considering the call of God on their life, and some of them will fill pulpits, and some of them will lead churches, and some of them will go into youth ministry, amen? So pray for them, because us adults, we're not going to be here forever, and we got to pass this thing off to somebody that's capable, amen? And somebody that's filled with the Spirit, somebody that loves God, knows what they're doing, so I just commend you guys for going and being successful in the spirit. And so Pastor Anthony and I talked about this, and we thought, you know, it'd be a no better time to dovetail and to encourage you parents this fall, get your young people in Canal Ministry Training Center. Now, Alec is going, you're going into year three, year three, and so... And you've already heard his testimony. He spoke at graduation on how Caneo changed his life. Pastor Anthony's been in Caneo. Pastor Katrina's been in Caneo. Uh, much of our staff has. But guys, here's the thing. Parents, here's the thing. The school system, okay, and then the college realm, they're going to get all kinds of stuff and philosophies and mindsets, and it's not getting any better, Okay, so please, for everything that is good and holy, send your young people to Caneo for two hours a week, all right, where they'll be pinned up, they'll be pinned up with adults and other young people, they're going to be pinned up in here for two hours, and I'm going to go as hard as I can, and I'm going to raise the, the bar, okay, there's going to be expectations of them that's going to develop them in every way. We're going to have a dress code. They will not be late for class. They're going to know what a hairbrush is and an iron, okay? They're going to know how to present well. They're going to know how, um, how to study their Bible, okay? And we're going to raise that bar, and we're going to develop them that when they go out of here, they're going to represent Christ Fellowship well. They're going to represent their home well, and they're going to represent Jesus well, and they're going to represent Caneo well. Amen. And so we're gonna we're gonna sculpt all of us in every way. But 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 do them a favor. And if I could say, demand that they go to Caneo. Demand and let let us have them for two hours a week. Get them in class. All right. And we're going to teach them the Word of God. We're going to teach them how to navigate through the Word. And when they see, here's the deal. And this is for adults too. A lot of times in the body of Christ, we as believers, we don't know how great 
Jesus is. We really don't know how great he is. And to the extent that that blood covenant, what that blood covenant does for us. And so when we open that Bible and we realize how great Jesus is, it won't take anything to send them out into the marketplace and they just start ministering out of the confidence that they have in how mighty he is and how great he is. Amen. So do that for them. Get them in Caneo this fall. Now, registration's gonna close Sunday. Registration's gonna close. And so uh, uh, the Caneo team, we're gonna be out at the table at the conclusion of the service. So bring your young people by. They can dual enroll. There is, it's even at a discounted rate. So stop by, ask some questions and, and get them enrolled in Caneo, all right? So before Pastor Todd comes, JC, I want JC to come. Give her a hand as she comes. She's all-world softball player, amen? She's all-world softball player. But she, uh, you finished year two, right? So you're going into year three. But I just want her to take a couple of minutes to give you a, a college student's perspective. She was in college at um, North Georgia College in Dahlonega and in Caneo at the same time. And so I said, JC, will you just speak to the parents and let them hear what it was like for a student to be going through Caneo while she was in college and playing softball on a scholarship and just doing it all, ministering here at the church. And she said she would be glad to share. So just take a couple minutes and share. Thank you, PK. And first I want to speak to the youth and the youth leaders. Um, Y'all bless me. You guys already had me crying this whole service, so please, I'm sorry. Um, but you guys, I mean, you guys sharpen me more than more than sometimes I think I sharpen y'all. And, and I think that you guys need to realize that and realize how much you bless me. And I know you bless all the other leaders and the people that I get to work with you. So thank you. And also, as don't, the same anointing that you had, that you felt on you, when you were over in Honduras, you still have it. If you go through, go through the prayer and altar class, join the, and I wanna see you guys laying hands on, on these people that come to you for prayer because it, it just doesn't leave you like that. Um, and also what a privilege it is to have Caneo at your fingertips. Um, I'm changed and completely redone by it, but I've got some notes so I don't lose myself here. But um, I joined Caneo the beginning of my junior year of college and not expecting the shaking and stirring that would happen within me. When I signed up, I was excited because I knew that from all the testimonies that had been shared that it would be life-changing, but I really didn't have a clue that it would affect every single little aspect and detail of my life. Caneo shines light on and proves the, the validity of the Bible and the fundamental truths. And that's one thing that impacted me the most is in school, you know, you're getting taught all of these philosophies and theologies that are really just anti-Christ at, at the root of it. So when you're, when you're being proven to over and over again in the history of, of just the world, you're, you're, it's like, I would just, me and Lorraine sat and cried the whole time because every single class, because it was just this truth that just like, you know, we grow up in church and, you know, most of y'all, you know, 
you grow up in church and you get out of bed every Sunday and, and you, you go to church because mom and dad said so, but when you're finally challenged in school and you don't know what to do, you, it's not, there's no depth to it because really you believe in God because your parents brought you to church and that's it. And so the, the content and the, the curriculum of Kaneo just, it cancels any doubt that is in you. It, it imparts boldness in you. It imparts confidence in you. And, and parents, thank you for dragging your kids to church, but the, what we get in Kaneo is not, like we don't have time for it on Sundays and Wednesdays. So, so you have, like the, there's just not enough time in the day for that. So, um, and again, I was raised in a church full of power and truth, just like this one, and I found myself just blown away by, by what I was learning. And um, not only did it, it, it literally changed me from the inside out. And um, uh, I just want to speak to the parents just for a second. Um, your kids need this, um, especially today's day and age more than ever. Um, Kanae will give them boldness. Kanae will give them confidence. Kanae will bring, help them find their identity. Kanae will teach them what to do when their mind starts telling them lies. Kanae will transform their heart and love for God because they will actually understand the love that their father has for them. They will look at themselves before and after year one of Kaneo and they will see that they transform from, from a kid that was raised in church to a man and a woman of God. Because of Kaneo, I got to combine in almost every one of my class discussions, I got to tie in Jesus in the gospel to every single one of them with my classmates and my, my teammates and my professors because it just became that easy because they're trying to make everything we're being taught, yeah, it has some truth to it, but they're trying to counterfeit Jesus for everything else. And so because of Kaneo, I got to share pictures of Miss Lorraine's testimony and share her testimony to my whole lecture hall in my psychology of leadership class. And kids came up to me afterwards with questions and I had answers easily because of Kaneo. Because of Kaneo, I got a text from just about, because of Kaneo, I got a text from just about every one of my teammates when I told them that I wasn't gonna choose to take my fifth year and play. And most of the text went like this. You have no clue the impact that you had on me. The way you live and love changed my perspective on God completely. I will never be the same. <laughs> because of Kaneo, I am free of depression, anxiety, fear, doubt, and ignorance of truth, and exchanged it for peace, joy, confidence, boldness, my identity, and I am able to hear from God more clearly than ever before. Thank you.
My goodness. And what you don't know is I only asked her to do that about an hour ago. JC, will you testify? She's like, yeah. So I don't need to say anything else, amen? So young people, when your parents say, this is what we're going to do, you say, all right, let's go. I want to go to Caneo, amen? All right? So if you have any questions, we'll be at the table. Guys, just jump on board. It's there for you. It's, it's, it's the easiest thing to get involved in, and I promise you it'll be the journey of the lifetime. Uh, I'll say this as Pastor Todd comes. The buffalo, you see that a lot of times in all of our publications, and uh, he's our mascot. And the reason is is because the story behind the buffalo is this. A buffalo, when he's faced with a storm, will just bow up and go straight through. A cow will turn and run the other way. And so we chose the buffalo because that's what we teach our students. When life throws you something, you tighten up, you dig in, and you just go straight through the storm. Because you know if you just hit it head on, and the Lord goes with the entire way, we know if we hit it head on, we'll make it through to the other side rather than running. Amen? So get involved in Caneo. Adults, you too. I'll see you at the table. My goodness. Thought I've seen it all. I was at Donna Posey's funeral celebration service. We had a tongue and interpretation of tongues. Just the way she wanted it. A demonstration of the power of God. I come to a Wednesday night youth service. Have been so challenged and encouraged by these young people. To hear them speak with such clarity, confidence, authority, and demonstrate that in real life situations. The Lord dropped on my heart six months ago, and I, and I released it in the atmosphere. And, and I want you guys to remember things. I, I, I don't prophesy a lot because that's not my flow. But sometimes the Lord will give me things. And I released a hundred young people, remember, will be called to the ministry. To missions, to the ministry, full-time vacation, vocation, mission field, etc. And this is the beginning of that. This is phase. Secondly, I'm sitting there, and, we, and I've talked about this loosely, but I saw Caneo for children. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know how and when that's going to happen, but there will be a Caneo Ministry Training Center for children at their level, learning covenant, learning their identity, learning their authority, learning the Old Testament from the New Testament and intertestinal period. Thank God for Pastors Mark and Retta and our team that are doing the kids camp this week. I'm telling you. 
Brian and Maudie, thank you uh, for leading us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For the passion that you guys have for the kingdom and for taking care of kids that are not your own and adults that are not in relationship as far as intimate relationship with you guys, relatives and so forth. Thank you for our elders. Thank you all of you that sowed into this trip and the one prior to that, to the trip to India that's coming up, to the trip that was in India that just came and, and um, uh, Kenya trip, all of that. Young people, thank you. Pastors Anthony and Katrina, thank you. Thank you. Adults, thank you. So proud of y'all. All right, let me stand. Let me invite you to stand to your feet. Parents, encourage your teenagers to dual enroll. Go get information. Make it a family affair. All of you go. Father, we love you. Lord, you said, do not build me an audience. Church full of attenders. Build me an army I could use. God, we're doing all we know to do. Help us. Send us the right people. Send us new recruits. Lord, we need reinforcements, even as I speak. We need replacements. Make your way to the table tonight if you need any information about Caneo registration. It closes on Sunday. Love y'all. Come pray for these rags. We need uh, about 20 different groups of people to pray. Um, 20 sets of rags up here tonight. Dip them in the water. Pray.